Welcome to the Unconventional Leadership Podcast, a weekly podcast where we dive into the latest leadership news, tips, and strategies. I'm your host, Mike Sipple Jr., co-founder and the CEO of the Talent Magnet Institute, best-selling author, speaker, and podcaster. The Unconventional Leadership Podcast boldly tackles the top-of-mind issues leaders face daily. Through insightful interviews with experts from various industries and backgrounds, we unpack the skills, traits, and mindsets crucial for effective leadership in today's world. Whether you're a seasoned leader seeking to stay ahead of the curve or aspiring to develop the skills and insights to succeed, the Unconventional Leadership Podcast has something for you. Join us each week as we challenge the status quo and explore what it means to be an unconventional leader. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week's episode. I get the distinct pleasure to be with Jody Brandstetter. Jody believes that everybody can be an influencer in their industry through being curious. She helps people become authors, present company included, and gains a, and to gain authority in the industry and become experts through training and development in the HR and talent fields. Jody is an Amazon best-selling author many times over now and a publisher with 20 years of HR talent and business experience. Jody, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. I'm excited. I'm really excited to be on the, the new podcast. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you have two podcasts yourself, correct? I do. So I have Booksmart's Business Podcast, which helps readers connect with business authors to be able to understand, should I buy this book? And then I have Authors to Influencers, which really talks about why someone should be an author and how authorship can really help them with gaining authority and gaining a brand that's going to help them kind of elevate themselves and really help their industry. Well, Jody, one of the things that one of my founding board members for Talent Magnet Institute, Dr. Janet Reed, had told me about seven years ago that, Mike, if you're going to do this, you need to be prepared to write a book. And I waited and waited. I probably waited too long. But the good news is I had the opportunity to, to connect with, Jody, your work that you all are doing and at Influence Network Media. And it's been a great pleasure to be one of your authors. So I'm, I'm glad the friendship formed between you and I. And then I was able to say, oh my gosh, Jody's doing something really cool. I wanna join her team. So thank you for that. Well, and you know, it's never too late. I think everyone needs to understand that even if they're 20 years into their entrepreneurship, a book can help them. So I'm so honored that we've been able to work together two times now on books. It's just, it makes me giddy because I, I really believe in what you do and your passion. So I, I'm just happy I was along for the ride. Well, and I love the comment that I shared in the introduction, Jody, that through being curious, right? That you believe that everybody can be an influencer in their industry through being curious. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. Like, why is curiosity so important for a leader, for a first-time manager, for an up-and-coming supervisor? What is this curiosity thing? I really feel like curiosity helps you 
really dive in and learn about your industry, about your team, about your company. If you're not willing to ask questions or be able to Google something to find out what's happening, you're really going to be stuck in your career, stuck in, you know, being able to maybe get promoted because you're just not looking to find answers or realizing that there's other things that you could be learning to really help you professionally. And the curiosity, is it like the curiosity inside of me to explore something? Is it the peaking the curiosity in others about a topic to draw people in? Or is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think you first always have to start with you, right? So you have to be willing to maybe, you know, go out there and, and learn or be willing to fail <laughs> and try something new. But then once you really can see what curiosity can do for you, then you should absolutely be pulling that out of your team, letting them explore and be able to to do what they want to do. Let them fail. I think that's really something we don't let our employees do, especially in that corporate environment when failing is actually just learning. Yeah, it's interesting for me. I mean, one of the things I think holds people back from telling their story is the fear of vulnerability, right? Is the, the a lot of self-doubt, right? And I think one of the things that I've experienced working with you and your team is like, get over that, right? Forget about that. Like the world needs knowledge and insights and perspectives and just go for it. Right. And absolutely. Yeah. I, I love Kendra Ramirez, who's also one of the, our authors. She talks about your inner critic and, you know, that little voice that tells you, you can't, you can't, you can't. And I think for me, it's like, you have to accept that you have that inner critic. You have to listen to it, but it doesn't define you. You know, that inner critic could be something that you're stuck on or you're concerned about. And so you have to work through that before you can you know, write that book or you can build that new business or ask for that promotion, but it shouldn't stop you. It shouldn't define you. It should just be almost like the, you know, when they talk about like in the, you know, stone age or, you know, where it's like fight or flight, mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is your body saying, whoa, wait a minute, let's, let's figure this out. But it doesn't mean you can't go. You just have to take your, take your moment, breathe, figure out what's going on and then, you know, put together the steps to, to kind of move forward. Right. So what led you into the publishing industry and how many works have you all now produced at Influence Network Media? Yeah. So in 2018, I figured out in my journal, I wrote that I wanted to write a book when I became an entrepreneur and completely forgot about it. In fact, I just read my journal. I want to say it was last year and realized I wrote that down. And in 2020, I said yes to writing my own book. I felt like I had something that I wanted to share with the world, which was design thinking and how it helps, you know, hiring practices and policies and procedures and experience. And so through that journey, I fell in love with writing, which I am not a writer. <laughs> I, I fell in love with the process, but I also learned a lot about what a book can do for a business, how it's a marketing and branding tool. And I've been able to see successes because of that book. And so I wanted to share that with others. I wanted to show others how this could really impact them. And so that, you know, started 
our test, which was Talent Fusion, which we launched in 2021, which then created a business where I found an amazing business partner, Melanie Boer, to work with me on, you know, really developing a business around this opportunity. And then from there, we are on our, I think we have actually done book collectives, three book collectives for leaders who wanted to do their own books. Then we were their publishers and we have helped five solo authors with their books. We've done three audio books and we've made over, I think, 80 professionals, Amazon bestselling authors. And we've done that all in less than three years, which we're really proud of. That's incredible. So what is a collective book for those listening who are going to pick up one of the books, like going to grab Talent Fusion or People Fusion or Leadership Fusion? What is a collective? So a collective is an opportunity for someone who wants to become an author, but they do not want to write a book alone. There's a lot of, it takes a lot of time, energy, effort, and money to write your own book. And so a collective book gives you the opportunity to, to actually write with other authors. So we traditionally have at least six authors to about 14 authors. Each person writes their own chapter. We include their bio, their headshot. And so as a group, they collectively create a book. They collectively market the book to make it successful. So it's a great way to either dip your toe in the water to see, do I really want to write my own book to just, you know, becoming an author with a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll share with you for those listening that are like, you know, I've always wanted to write a book, right? Or, or I know I've got value but I could never write a book, right? This is, Jody, as you just said, it's a great way to start the journey, right? To go in as a group, to come out with what I say is the benefit of a collective book is each chapter is like hard charging, right? It's like the material. It's not, you're not reading 12 to 13 chapters to, to wait for the punchline. Each chapter is the punchline. So I've also in really enjoyed all of the collectives that you guys have written because it's like, wow, that's an expert who's talking about this one thing that I can then carry with me into the work I do. I know just last week I had the opportunity to, to speak at a couple conferences and one of the conferences bought many copies for their audience. And um, there was so much energy afterwards and I get to share, like I'm with 13 amazing humans bringing powerful material to each and every one of you. So read it, learn from it, and then connect with the authors because the chance is that many of us are gonna write our own books as we go on this journey together, right? Absolutely. And the other powerful piece, especially for the author, is now you have 13 other people that do either similar or, you know, similar services, but might be a little different that you can now connect to your clients in a way that shows you as that connector. And I think that's really powerful when you're an entrepreneur, helping your clients truly be the best that they can be by connecting them to people who can help serve them just like you can serve them as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about self-branding and how how thinking about branding can help me in my career as I grow into the leader I desire to be. Where does branding fit into that? So branding is really understanding who you are. 
what drives you, what motivates you, what makes you, you, and then being able to highlight that to the world. So people can really understand who you are. So if you think about it in a professional environment, you know, one, you always have to start off with what that, that dreadful interview to get the job. Well, if you really know who you are and you brand yourself appropriately, you're going to be able to really find the right opportunity because you know what that right opportunity looks like. But then also the business sees you and sees your brand and really recognizes what you can offer to them. And then once you get into the organization, you need to continue to brand yourself so that people are going to connect with you. You know, if you're on projects, you want people to really understand what you bring to the table. So being able to truly understand your gifts, your passions, your strengths, and your weaknesses are really going to help you with your profession, but also all of that is what branding means. So, you know, once you decide, okay, it's time for me to leave this job, I'm ready to go to the next one. Now you can brand yourself, you know, through LinkedIn and, and through all these different ways for people to really understand what you bring to the world. So we say often, Jody, that every organization, whether you manage it or not, you have a brand, you have an employment brand, right? Whatever the experience is that your employees have inside your organization is your employment brand, whether you accept it, know it or not. Would you say it's similar here that every human has a brand, right? You're yes. known for something. You've got, you make decisions against certain value sets. You have consistency of successes or there are individuals who it's like, hey, what you're doing isn't working. And that's part of the brand is the failures that come with that but every human has a brand. It's a matter of how we manage it and how we lead it. And is it consistent with who we want to be? Yes, I think everyone does have a brand. Sometimes it's stuck internally and you're not letting it out externally. And so people really don't know who you are because you're not showing it to them. But yes, each person has a brand. Each team has a brand. So, you know, when you talk about the employee brand, you know, as a leader, the other thing you can do is kind of go up to that next level. Once you understand your brand, you then ask, what's my team's brand? What's my mission? What's my passion? What's my vision? What are my values? What's, what does this team do for this organization? You know, so not only can you brand yourself, you can then brand your team. You can help your employees brand themselves because the one thing I loved as a manager was seeing my team thrive, mm -hmm. seeing them get promoted or seeing them get that job they really wanted. Even if it wasn't in my organization I was in, I was so excited to see that they were continuing their path where they want to go. So I think it's a huge positive to be working with your team on branding just as much as branding for yourself. One of the questions I have and what you were just referencing, my team has a brand. And people see, and I love the way you were describing of success of others, because historically, and you, as you and I both know in talent acquisition, one of the things that you look for is reputation, right? What's the reputation that you have as a leader? How do you, if I look back in the wake of your leadership, did you bring people forward or did you push people back? Did your team succeed? Did your teams, you know, I love looking at someone and going, wow. So the last seven people that you had in direct reports over the last two jobs, all of them are in the position you used to be in or are leading in other ways, right? That alumni network, the ambassadors that come with 
your team brand. So what if I have never thought about that? What if I've always thought about my company's brand and my personal brand, but I've never thought about my team brand? How do I assess my team brand? How do I know what that looks like? How is it defined? What are some steps I can take to understand that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually did this at my last corporate job. I was able to build a whole TA team from the, from the ground up, which was so amazing. Mm. And through that process, we sat down as a team and really, you know, first looked at the company's goals, the company's mission and vision, the values. And then we looked at what we did as an, as a team, how we impacted those goals. And then we put together a mission, a vision, and a passion statement for us as a team. And so that really helped us look at ourselves as a team and kind of align with what we were, you know, why were we at this organization? <laughs> what, how are we making a difference? I mean, there's so many teams and people out there who have no clue how they can how their business connects to the overall business purpose. And so be able to do that first, I think, is really powerful. And then you also have to look at ensuring that your team knows each other. So making sure that there's, you know, one-on-one -on -one time, time for, you know, each other to get to know each other. It can be hard when you're virtual, but it absolutely can happen. And so you really need them to kind of get to know each other because they need to know each other's brands. They need to know what they bring to the table. And then, you know, as leader, you're helping those pieces, but then you're also helping your team with seeing their strengths, seeing the areas they can improve in, and then being able to connect either development opportunities or connect them with a mentor or connect them with a mentee, depending on, you know, kind of what you're wanting them to achieve. That's awesome. So what you just broke down to those listening, like these are the steps to think about, right? For yourself, for your team, for your organization. And then as we were referencing earlier, are there things about your brand that need to be amplified? And what are the ways that you and or your team? I mean, Jody, you and I have both seen there's organizations that write books, right? Mm -hmm. To amplify the culture, to amplify the purpose behind what they do. And there's some organizations and leaders listening to this episode that do amazing work and the story needs to be amplified and the conversations need to be shared to spread the word. And it's a great way to elevate brand, to elevate impact, to elevate your vision, your purpose, and ultimately creating a, a greater ripple effect in today's world. Absolutely. We had one author who was part of our Women in Business series who talked about her employee journey and how she was able to be one of the first females to be in a specific role for her organization. She was able to show how she was able to do this herself in a male-dominated industry. And for me, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing employee testimonial for this organization. You know, they should have their name in the book. They should be highlighting this because this is amazing. And I know a lot of companies freak out about someone writing about their company and, you know, putting it in a book, but these are really powerful messages that can really help them enhance their employee brand. And these are stories that usually aren't shared because most people think, well, this is just a normal process. <laughs> this is what it happens in every organization. And it's not. There are some amazing stories that people don't even know that they have. They can be sharing. 
Yeah, well, so many. I'm going to reference a book that I that I love and I love the author of and the business owner of. So the book, The Dream Manager, right? The Dream Manager was written about a story of an organization that's based in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the owners of that organization, Mary Miller and her husband, have been on our podcast and their story is so powerful. Many people don't actually know that that company is not fictional, you know, that there's a real story behind the culture that that book was written about. And, you know, that's a great example, right? Whether it's a silent partner or whether it's a direct reflection of here's who we want to be. We have a client of ours that has been around for over a hundred years that wrote a book about the history of their company, you know, as a memory, as a legacy to the family. And that when employees join the organization, it's good to read about the company you're about to join, right? So, so this is so Cincinnati. So Mary was actually our forward author for the book that I was just talking about. So she was our forward author for Breaking Through, which was, you know, talking about women and male-dominated industries. <laughs> so it's just so Cincinnati of us to have that that happen right there. Yeah. But I I also want to talk about, you you were just talking about like the book and the history, something that what if my former employers did, which I thought was really cool, was they actually created a cookbook. And so they had all their employees put their favorite recipe in a cookbook, and then they gifted it to all their clients for Christmas. I mean, so if you think about a book, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a book book. It could be a workbook. It could be a recipe book. It could be, you know, quotes that inspire your employees. I mean, there's so many different ways that you could take a book and help it really elevate you, your company and your employee brand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jody, a couple questions. What have, I always love to fire off some questions to our guests that you're not prepared for. So, so what have you done personally as a leader to celebrate your team in the last 30 days? In the last 30 days. So that is February into (laughs) March. What have I done to celebrate? So we have a, I'm going to, I'm going to do this celebration. This is a celebration for me and Melanie as business partners. We are, we are opposites. We're yin and a yang. You know, I'm super process driven, operations focused. She's more sales and networking. And that's what makes us succeed. But as a team, sometimes we have issues communicating, you know, because we're so different. And so we decided as business partners to get human design readings for each other so that we can learn about each other and really be able to understand how each one of us ticks. And then we're going to then have a meeting with the person who did the reading to help so she can help us with communicating better with each other. So I feel like that was a huge way of not, maybe it's not even success, but I think it's going to be a success for us. And it was a way for us to say, you know what, we need, we need to do some work together and let's get this done. So what is a human design reading? So human design, it takes your anthropo- your horoscope, it takes kind of your numbers, it takes all these different kind of very historical ways of learning about yourself. And it actually shows you your energy type, 
within your body. And then it also helps you see who you are and who you should be. You can get a free human design reading at mybodygraph.com if anyone wants to do it. You just need to know your date of birth, where you were born, and what time you were born. And so for me, I'm a generator, which means I'm supposed to sit and wait for things to come to me. So there's manifestors, and those are the ones who are or, you know, out there in the world creating immediately. But for me, you know, I, I have learned about myself on like the selling side of my world was that as a generator, I do other opportunities like speaking, connecting, and that actually brings business to me. So I shouldn't be, you know, kind of doing those cold call, like buy stuff from me kind of mentality, which a manifester actually can do. I'm supposed to let things connect and come to me. And that's actually how all my businesses ever came to me is either through referrals or through me speaking or through my book or podcast. So it was really, you know, so it's a way to understand kind of how you make decisions. It's just, it's a really cool. And I, and I was, I called it my foo-foo of learning about myself, but it's truly helped me understand myself so much more. I've been able to lower my anxiety medication because of this, because I understand how I think and process stuff now. So it's, it's been a huge success for me. So awesome. I'm a big advocate for human design. That's awesome. And then how is leading yourself different than leading a team? Oh, I'm, ex I'm exhausting, Mike. I'm an exhausting person. I am a type A crazy person is what I call what I call myself. I leading me means I have to wait. I have to breathe. I have to have amazing ideas, but don't act immediately on them because it, I will go down the rabbit hole. So, you know, leading myself is really to me, like the first thing that came to my head was breathing. Like I have to take breaths. I have to be able to stop and sit and not just go as fast mm. as I can. Mm. That's awesome. And, and how long did it take you to learn that about yourself? Probably... I would say I started understanding that in 2020. Hmm. So I was 40, 41. <laughs> yeah. There's something about hitting that age bracket that helps us gain additional knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's also the wanting to understand yourself more and, and how you work and how you click with, you know, items. And, but also, you know, obviously 2020, everything kind of shut down and all of a sudden I got to sit yeah. and I got to breathe yeah. and I was like, Oh, this is what this feels like. Yeah. This is interesting. So it's yeah, awesome. Well, self leadership is what you just referenced. It takes time and it takes effort and interest, right? That, you know, we always say that one of the previous episodes we had on a gentleman by the name of Jim Mason, who was a longtime CEO of an organization called Beach Acres. And he shared on his episode that a leader can't lead from an empty cup, right? And we have to self-explore and understand how we lead ourselves, which is what we talked about earlier. We need to understand our brand so that we can accept it or can say, you know what, there's something about that brand I'd like to change and it's going to take work to do it. And I'm going to need some intentional coaching and support to get there. And I'm going to need to know and understand more about myself to understand why I respond that way and why I do that when you know, this takes place. So, so great conversation, you know, again, I thank you 
for your partnership. You've helped me tremendously. You helped bring out, build my own confidence that it was time to put whatever's up here into, into words and created a couple of best-selling books back here, People Fusion and Leadership Fusion. I'm excited about what is to come. You know, you, your team, you and Melanie have been very supportive of all of my crazy ideas. And I know that some of those ideas are going to come to life in the coming months and years. So Jody, thank you so much for your partnership. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being such an amazing human. I just adore everything that you do, what you bring to the world. And I will go, I'll go down any rabbit hole, any idea you have to see, can we make it happen? Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you everyone for joining this episode. I hope you took some key takeaways from this episode. I ask for you in the show notes, there's a link for you to share what came out, what ideas this prompted for you, what additional questions you want to ask us. I'll be certain to filter those to Jody, certain to bring those up and continue the dialogues in future episodes. And we look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening to the Unconventional Leadership Podcast. We hope you gained valuable insights and inspiration from today's episode. We invite you to join us on this journey of exploration and discovery as we continue to uncover the unconventional approaches and strategies that are shaping the future of leadership. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Unconventional Leadership Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Being an unconventional leader means embracing new ideas and strategies to drive growth and innovation. So keep pushing the boundaries and challenging the status quo. And we'll see you next time on the Unconventional Leadership Podcast.